0: Hello and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS Youth Ministry Podcast. I'm host, Reverend Mark Kiesling, and I'm with DCE, Juliana Schultz. We are here to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources to help their youth ministry meet its end goal, which is young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Today, we're gonna talk about risk management and child safety.
1: We're working through a second series of podcasts designed to be a jumpstart for anyone who is new to youth ministry or is looking for a reminder on planning and best practices. We know that so many of you who do youth ministry are strapped for time and energy, often you don't have access to resources or trainings that might help you. And so we love caring for you as you care for the youth of our church. And we want to make sure to give you some, just some basic technical best practices when it comes to a bunch of different aspects of of youth ministry.
0: Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about risk management as youth ministry or ministry with young people is a risky business. A little bit. Think of what can go wrong when you are with youth at an event. The possibilities of injuries, accidents, or crisis, big or small, are endless. The good news is that thinking ahead and following basic risk management guidelines can help manage and minimize some of those risks. Risk management is more than looking for trouble. It's looking for solutions that can make ministry more effective. And we should say certainly, too, it's not just youth ministry. I really appreciate congregations who look to this stuff like for just when we gather for worship on Sunday morning and those kind of things just to be on top of those details thinking those things through having plans and having like ushers and others that are knowledgeable of maybe where there is equipment or resources or what needs to happen. And so it can save lives, it really can. And so just be thinking through those things that can take place when we gather together.
1: Risk management really is for all ages. So hopefully you're not just starting to think about mm-hmm. it when, mm-hmm. when kids get into high school. We're gonna talk some broad strokes about risk management. If you wanna listen to maybe a fuller conversation on risk management, you can look at that first series we did on the Starter Pack where we have an episode about risk management. And so we'll leave a link to that in the show notes. Today's episode is gonna focus a little bit more on child safety procedures that are important for every church and particularly working with minors. So this might work really well when you're talking with your children's ministry as Mm -hmm, well. mm -hmm. But think about it really broadly, right? Risk management is pretty much anything that we do that helps protect our young people Mm -hmm. and our adults, right? Mm -hmm. So it can be a broad stroke. It can Mm -hmm. mean a lot of different things. And it's really about putting us in the driver's seat rather than all the different things around Mm -hmm. us, all the risky things that Mm -hmm. are happening around us. And we can think about that in kind of four different steps, or usually we talk about the different steps of risk management. The first one being kind of risk identification. Mark, when we talk about risk identification, what are we talking about?
0: Yeah, Again, like you said, that can take on a lot of different looks, like just thinking from uh, facility or plant Pieces that are going on is to be making sure equipment's taken care of, looking out for those. I think you and I were in a room recently, and the carpet was starting to fray. Yeah, and there were ends that like it was a trip hazard, trip hazard that needs to be taken care of. Uh, working with no matter who that, what the age limit is, um, you got to be able to do that. So like just looking for those physical things that could possibly cause problems, and sometimes that maybe takes some creative work. I'd say get more than one eyes on it, more um, more set of eyes on it, just to be thinking that through, and just make sure you take care of those things. You don't want negligence on those things that come up and end up having injuring somebody in your church on a physical type how about something else juliana
1: yeah so i think it's i i picture it having kind of this, these goggles these lenses that look mm-hmm. around your space that look mm-hmm. at your young people that look at the plan that you have and thinking about what could possibly go wrong yep. right in every conceivable way and some things are going to be about incredibly wild and incredibly rare, and some mm-hmm. things are going to be really common and easy for us to fix. And that's really where that risk assessment, which is mm-hmm. that next step, goes into, right? Because I can imagine and I can identify a lot of different risks. The chance of a sharknado, right, is probably pretty low, right? But the risk, unless you live in Florida, right? But the risk of teenagers getting a hold of something like, lawn darts if people remember mm-hmm. lawn darts right something mm-hmm. like, a, like a game that has sharp pointing objects teenagers will find it and they will <laughs> use it. and they will probably use it inappropriately right so uh, b- risk assessment is that second step where we can look at everything that we identify and then go like okay the chances of this are pretty slim i think You know, that's that's Mm -hmm. probably not something we need to worry about or that. But that risk of, say, that rug, like you talked about, that's fraying. That's a pretty high risk. And it's something pretty simple to fix. And so that we can do that.
0: On the other side, too, certainly we talk about where there's good conversations around maybe what are some of those risk assessment for bringing people in? to ministry situations too. and um, We're going to talk about that more here in a little bit, but that's always those parts you want to be thinking about in terms of that assessment and make sure we're doing a good job of, one, protecting your volunteers, but then also make sure we're vetting volunteers well. We'll go into those details here. But then along with that time, we think about too, maybe some of those spiritual risk and managements we have when we're doing ministry that we think through those things. We pray about those things. That's the first place where we start for God's protection, uh, but then also take those things seriously around um, everything from the teaching to the people that are involved too, that we want this to be something that we we are giving honor to God and respecting our young people and also giving them the best when it comes to uh, people who are connecting with them in ministry settings.
1: Right. So we're going to identify risks. We're going to assess those risks. Mm-hmm. Some of those risks are going to mean that we're going to choose not to do something. Right. 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 And some of those times we're going to then go move into risk management, mm-hmm. right, which is mm-hmm. how do we make something less risky right. <laughs> either right. by like coming up with a strategy to defer that that risk onto somebody else, like mm-hmm. insurance, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Or if we're going to manage that by changing the rules to a game so that it is less right. less physically risky for a young person, mm-hmm. or I'm going to manage it by, like we'll talk about later, when we bring in other adults, that we're going to manage that by mm-hmm. making sure that we take the proper steps to train and background track of those people. But risk management really is is something you're going to continually do. <laughs> right, right? Right? It's not like a, okay, we did risk management that one time in January with the new youth board and then mm-hmm. we don't need to do it again. Mm-hmm. Cuz things change, right? We have to adapt as we go along in youth ministry. And let's be real, teenagers mm-hmm. get creative and will come up with things that you've maybe never even thought of mm-hmm. that are now suddenly risks that we have to assess and manage. <laughs> so It helps, I think, as you're getting into youth ministry to be able to have those eyes that every time you're coming up with programming, every time you're meeting with young people, when you're making plans to take the time, give yourself the ability, along with other people, like you said, Mm -hmm. to to identify risk, to assess it, to figure out what you need to manage and then on the spot, be able to have a plan B or plan C when we're when we're navigating and trying to prevent risky things from happening mm-hmm. and preventing people from getting physically hurt, yep. like you said, spiritually hurt, mental damage, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we again, no one would be something where we think of our physical scars <laughs> that can happen, like you said, lawn darts. Similar story to that. I have, but but, <laughs> but but also, you know, we think about those other scars and damage that can happen to people. We want to again try to do our best to manage that risk and, in many cases, maybe alleviate that, just or take that out. I want to when we think about our mental health and also spiritual health. And so good, just good things to think through and talk about in all those ways.
1: And the reality is there are always going to be times when kids are going to get injured, right. right? In a lot of different ways. There's That's part of what's going to happen, right? Like you said, youth ministry is risky. Right? Uh, it's about how we are responsible, right. how we respond to that, how we prepare for that. And then when it when it does happen, right, I think everybody who grew up in high school youth has at least one story of, of a time they got really clobbered or a time where something went a little sideways so there's a couple of things that you need to know to be able to do good risk identification and assessment and one of them is to know your local and state laws Mm -hmm. now the Hopefully this is not like you're actively looking to break the law with your youth ministry, right? But knowing things like who's a mandatory reporter, mm-hmm, right? right? When one. it comes uh, to young people, knowing if there are things like some cities have curfews, curfews. Mm-hmm. right? Or mm-hmm. rules around who can drive mm-hmm. and who can drive with other teens in the car, mm-hmm. all of those different things that can impact the programming that you are planning for your young people.
0: Yeah, we, we had this, we had servant event hosting recently and they were talking about when they're doing service is that like they learn some things around just what they can be doing with vehicles or what they can be doing with work. I mean, I'd say like noise ordinances, if you're going to be outside and if it's not even a law, just to make sure your neighbors know. So they don't wonder what that noise is in the evening. You know, if you're going to do some sort of event outdoors, just that you're thinking through those pieces that again, being a good neighbor inside your community.
1: Yeah. And then the next thing you're going to want to know is about your insurance and what your insurance covers. Now, sometimes you're going to have a person in your congregation who's your liaison to your insurance company and they're going to be able to get you the information you need or sometimes you're going to need to, to contact your insurance agent or your insurance company directly. But if you contact them, you can ask specific questions about what kinds of things do they cover or not cover, what kinds of activities might you do that might negate mm-hmm, your insurance mm-hmm. right i was really surprised to learn that if we played football as a youth ministry we would mm-hmm. not be covered by our insurance right and so then we had to have a conversation about what does our super bowl party look like <laughs> if we can't is that a, a risk that we're gonna we're gonna take and how do we manage that well mm-hmm. or is that a risk that we're gonna change and maybe plan something different right so i Knowledge is going to help you understand so that you don't get into a situation where you do something, there is an injury and your insurance company says, well, that's too bad. Mm-hmm. You're not covered because of X, Y, and Z. So being able to know what the expectations are for your, from your insurance company, but a lot of times they're going to have pieces of information for you that they would like for you to have. So. Right paperwork that you can use to write down if somebody does get hurt, mm-hmm. right? Or trainings that you can use, all sorts of other things that can help you as well from your insurance company.
0: Yeah. And sometimes they do special riders too for events that you might do. That's not initial no by your policy. It doesn't have to be a final no that there might be additional things that they can add on if there's a special event that you do want to have covered and have that extra right. protection. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Yeah, or if you're doing something that's going to be off site, mm-hmm. you're doing a sermon event, you are traveling with your young people and you want to carry that extra insurance, they can be helpful in pricing that out and helping make that that possible as well. Just to make sure that you have have the appropriate coverage there. And then finally, the, the thing you do need to have when you're doing youth ministry, is it a creative mind that thinks, what could the teenagers do? <laughs> In this situation. Mm -hmm. Now, we recognize that we know that adolescence is a time of exploring and also often of making bad decisions. And so when your frontal lobe is not yet fully developed, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you will make decisions that often don't make sense or that are certainly not taking risk management into account. And so I would always like to think about games that we're playing and think like, okay, what is the... Way that a young person might get creative Mm -hmm. and accidentally hurt somebody Mm -hmm. here. Or I've had times where we were traveling and they are making up a game, and I will let them be as creative as they want until I see how creative they can get that might hurt someone. And then I have Mm -hmm. to stop and call a timeout and say, Nope, we're gonna we're gonna put some rules in place here, which they don't like very very mm-hmm, much. But mm-hmm. sometimes it's just thinking about how creative that teenager can get, and how can I maybe stop that or pause a situation to help make sure that they are keeping each other safe.
0: Yeah, and there's that time too. Then it also to be a part of it to allow good observation and communication around that as well. I, I mean, one thing you know we talked about this in just in preparation. I, I think there's a little bit of a you know we talk about the term form challenge and grace yeah in some practice so there's that challenge in there you could make things so bubble wrapped and careful to where you don't challenge at all on any kind of thinking or activity how any suggestions on how you balance that a little bit.
1: Oftentimes, if I'm in the moment, right, and I'm taking that time out, so we'll we'll take an example here, which is, you know, we, we're doing Youth Lead, we're out at a retreat center, there's a, a historic cemetery and kids come to me, Mr. Juliana, we absolutely want to go walk out to the cemetery, now it is pitch dark outside. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, and it's very cold. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm, instead of doing all of the risk assessment in my head, which is how I would normally do it, I do all that risk assessment out loud. I'm concerned that you guys are gonna to freeze to death. All mm-hmm. right, what are you guys doing to help me I manage that situation? I got a jacket, I got a jacket. Okay, is that enough, right? Are we, right, like, is that a heavy enough jacket, <laughs> kid from from Arizona who I'm calling out, right? Um, all right, it's dark. Mm-hmm. How are you gonna be able to see?
0: I've got my phone and
1: right? a flashlight. Okay, mm-hmm. is it charged? Is it, right, like, I'm asking all the questions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How are you gonna, how many kids are going? Mm-hmm. Is there an adult going with you? How Mm -hmm. are you gonna make sure you stay together? Mm -hmm. Who's gonna Mm -hmm. be in the front? Who's gonna be in the back so that we make sure we don't lose anybody on our way out there and leave them in the dark all night, Mm -hmm. right? So I I talk them through that. Now, if they can give me reasonable responses to all of that, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna try and make my answer yes as much as I possibly can, right? Oftentimes you get halfway through that list and they're like, never mind. Because they can see it, <laughs> right? They you're you're teaching them to out loud do yeah. what their frontal lobe in their brain hasn't yet established how to do. Right. And so I think usually if they're pretty reasonable, they're gonna see if something's safe and how they can right. make it safe or not. Well,
0: and I was thinking you're asking some of those questions and like sometimes those might be like a little over the top and asking for details. And then at the same time, I've been on adult events where we don't ask those questions and we get right? ourselves into trouble too. So it's just good and to it, think through
1: and i think (laughs) you you bring up a good point which is this generation is very safety conscious right right they are often told to be safe probably more than we were when we were in our adolescence definitely yeah right and so you want to teach them what's important and how to be safe and how to protect themselves and how to protect the people around them right and to be safe in those ways but also recognize that like I uh, have gotten locked out of yeah. the cabin mm-hmm. on, <laughs> on a trip before and, mm-hmm. and been outside mm-hmm. right i've 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 done risky things, n- not terribly risky things, but I have done things that have gotten me into a hot water on youth events before, mm-hmm. right? And and I live to tell the tale. Right. So making sure that you're balancing both wanting them to be able to be safe and also letting them do some exploration of their yeah. own.
0: And I think too, there's way to do that to not make them overly fearful too. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. To be able to have that conversation, I think helps them think that through, learn through that experience and, and understand the true risks that are there. Without necessarily saying that to make them give them additional anxiety over a situation, right.
1: yeah. And so you know they get creative. They want to design a, a new game, and and you say like, okay, hey, I see this particular aspect is as being particularly dangerous. Can we make a rule so that that big guy doesn't knock that little mm-hmm. person over, mm-hmm. right? Okay, great. That's that's all I need you to do. Mm-hmm. Now go go play, go have fun, right? Mm-hmm. Go do that thing you want to to go explore. How are you doing in threes? Are you safe? Okay, great. Let's give you a chance to to take those risks safely, and that's really what risk mm-hmm. management is, right? It's not just making everything safety and covered in bubble wrap. <laughs> and and no risk is about managing the risk well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Mark, we've been working uh, in our office and you in particular have been working really hard to do some work around child safety Mm -hmm. and risk management when it comes to working with minors. Can you tell us a little bit about what you guys have been up to?
0: Sure, so we had a a resolution from Senate and Convention in 2019 to get a little bit more specific on some training that congregations and schools can and should be doing. Really, a lot of schools are doing this. They're usually a step ahead oftentimes in some of these trainings. And so it was around, really, how do we protect our children and youth? from in this case talking about sexual predators. So people who either online or in person might again, take advantage of our grace-filled nature and desire to support young people and take advantage of that to again, abuse children in many ways and very, we all know the sad stories that are out there, whether it's in our local news or the national news, what's happened in church bodies and things. And so, you know, as we said before, we don't want this to be a situation where kids are hurt physically mentally or spiritually, because we don't do our due diligence in having background checks and trainings to be protecting them. And so our our desire was kind of by the direction of Synod to go another step further and really provide a training resource. And that's the Ministry Safe is who we ended up going with. And so right now, every congregation and school in the Synod can uh, get signed up and have a year worth of training for free and probably even continue beyond one year. It doesn't cover the background checks and things, but the training itself. It is a great training. It's a hard training sometimes, but yet it is an important one in that if you care for kids of all ages, it's something that we have to be paying attention to in our world. And we got a lot of things in our church body that go to our favor of how we handle, especially around our commission workers and our ordained ministers, that we do a great job of having networks and districts and things that support them. But it's just another great thing to not only A, do it for the sake of our kids, but then also, I mean, we've been getting word that pretty soon, going going back and talking about insurance, that our insurance, companies at your church might start making you do these trainings just because they got to deal with the litigation that happens when we don't. And so they're trying to protect themselves and our assets and their assets. And so this is the reason how they do this, that they might be requiring it soon to any church and school that's going to have insurance. So we are trying to be proactive and get that into the system and thought for our congregations and schools. But it's it's a good training. It, it certainly gets you into uh, opening your eyes and ears and thoughts around what we can do to have safe environments for kids. And, and I'll say this we hear this both from schools and churches is that the great other thing about it is, church or families who maybe aren't members of your church right now, but want to engage in a congregation, they're looking for a safe place for their kids. And when you can say like, this is the level of attention we give to this, it can be a real way to reach out to families, especially maybe if they've been hurt in churches before, and so it can be another way, again, to extend the gospel. And so it can be another thing, too, to be able to say, like, this is how much we care about your kid, that we're going to sit down and do these trainings. We've we've had this as this part of a focus of what we do in our church. And again, that's from everything just from, it's, it, it could be even good for those that are just doing Sunday school and on Sunday mornings and things, just to have another set of eyes and ears that are looking out for our young people. So that was really kind of the heart of what we were trying to do, just to take... Kind of what we had before was like churches should get training. Well, we never really provided what that looked like or what that could be. And instead of creating our own, Ministry Safe was doing it in a lot of different um, contexts. And so that's who we ended up going with on the agreement. So, again, a a wonderful resource that's available. And they can tie you then to background checks and things like that. And you can actually manage that. But there's plenty of other places where your insurance company might already connect you with for background checks. But it's just a great tool and resource for your church.
1: Yeah, I love that not only are we, we making that available, but having been on the back end of that, like it, as a leader, it's so easy to be able to put in people's information to right. know what training they've done to track. If we've done a background check, if that's something to happen. And so the, it makes it really simple for you to be able to make that accessible for volunteers who have, have a limited amount of time. Uh, you talked a little bit about background checks. Are, are there recommendations that somebody like Ministry Safe would make in terms of um who should get background checks and how often?
0: Yeah, so background checks are one of those things that probably every one of your staff has probably had them done, but they better, they should have them done. And then we would recommend anyone who has extended time volunteer-wise with children or youth should have a background check. So um, again, I would recommend down to your Sunday school teachers, uh, but definitely if you've got a youth coordinator, if you've got... Um, Boy, VBS coordinators—if you've got those situations where they're going to have a lot of interaction with minors, they should have a background check. And I know, yeah, you know, we were just having this conversation with someone yesterday that they still get pushback about, you know me, you know, I've been in this church for 20 years. It's not only just—it's not that you don't know that person, but it's the reality too. Like I think you said at the beginning, is that if those things aren't done and something does happen, and an insurance company or someone else finds out that even if it wasn't the person who did anything, did not have a background check, that opens up a door where, again, Satan can get in and things can happen. So you just have to do that consistently across the board for all those people. If one person in that category has to get it done, all of them have to get it done. And then really, I mean, we would recommend, some people will say different things, at the very least, once every two years, should have them done, but I would probably make that an annual thing, that every year you're going through that process um, and making that happen. As as another one I'd add, this might be more for schools, you know, coaches, things like that, that are a part of that process, that they should all be in that pool of people that would be background-checked.
1: And it, and I understand that Ministry Safe also can help give you some of the policies Correct. and procedures for, you know, what happens, to, what you should do when something yes. comes up, uh, yes. uh, who should be able to see that, uh, yes. how to manage that information. I, I, that's one
0: of the most valuable things that Ministry Safe does, too. If you If you do not have a policy in place yet, they've got great sample policies that you can basically cut and paste, put your church's name in have your board of elders or whomever needs to look at it, Your insurance, whoever is your insurance liaison, your insurance company, they can review them as well. And then just really like a how to. So if something were to happen, this is how the step by step, because you're going to be under, if you're in the middle of that, you're under a lot of stress and anxiety, just to be able to have a checklist to be able to say like contact this person, contact this person, contact this person, do not contact this person, whatever it might be that you go through that process and how you handle it. So it's, it's a real blessing to have just those pieces that are resources.
1: And along with that, resources for if something does go wrong, mm-hmm. right? If if heaven forbid something does happen, exactly what steps you need to take to make sure that everyone in that situation is cared for mm-hmm. and that we're contacting the appropriate authorities mm-hmm. and on all of those pieces as well, so that it's not on you to make that up, you know, in the, at the last minute or mm-hmm. <laughs> or right. or to not know, but to make to use good practices mm-hmm. and wise, experienced decisions on on all of those pieces mm-hmm. as well.
0: I think another thing apart of that, too, I'll just add, I and mean, I think it's really wise, Ministry Safe would say this, I think you'll see this other places, are probably in leadership with young people, and I'm not talking a called position or something like this, a staff position, but like a volunteer position, is that probably should have at least six months of knowledge with this person, Mm -hmm. that they're in worship, that they're connecting you in some way that you know them pretty well, or someone else knows them, that there's at least been that much knowledge of their behavior before they're probably put into a people.
1: Yeah which can be hard sometimes because then you have to tell people I need you to wait a little bit until Mm -hmm. you can jump in here. But that is so good for adults around them to know that like we take this really seriously Mm -hmm. and we want to make sure that every young person is cared for and it's not about that adult particular adult that's the policies that we have Mm -hmm. and i think that helps a little bit i also think there's really important policies and this comes to play in in youth ministry all the time when it comes to ratios do you have both a male and a female chaperone anytime that you have people on campus you know my rule was you know and obviously i think most rules are you can't be alone with a young person right. in a space where you can't be seen mm-hmm. you don't want you know i would have young people over to my house which meant that i hung out on my porch until i had a quorum of, mm-hmm. <laughs> of kids mm-hmm. before yep. we went inside yep. of my house right because i'm single and i don't necessarily you know haven't uh, you know, until the other adults got there that was just the situation right not having kids in your car which right. can sometimes be dicey. When a parent right. wants you to help right. transport, you know, to say like that's actually not something that we can do. So making sure that you're doing all those little things, and again, that can sometimes feel like a, a step too far. But mm-hmm. but it's protecting that young mm-hmm. person and it's protecting yourself in all of those ways.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and and be thinking about like you said too that gender role too. I know that can sometimes be difficult. But like we always. You have to do our best we'll always say like say an event like an LCMS Youth Gathering but you could be you know when we have a little bit more interaction maybe with the church but think of a certain event or other things you go on that we will if you've got a kid of youth of each gender attending work to have an adult of each gender and then we always tell two groups you have to have more than one adult leader go yeah. because you just have to think through what if something happened to you And your youth are left without an adult leader. And that's, you know, we don't like to think about those things, but that's the reality is that we got to think through those things. That if we usually either say, you got to bring two adult leaders, or we make sure they connect with another congregation, that we house them together, that type of stuff, so there's another adult around to help.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it is difficult for us to to think through those things we know youth groups are often small mm-hmm. we know that getting more volunteers mm-hmm. is hard mm-hmm. we know that asking those volunteers to go through things like difficult trainings or background checks can be difficult but but truly you know ministry safe and the things that that we hope that you can be provided through that should help and make that a little bit easier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a great way to be reminded that how important it is because these, unfortunately, sin is pervasive in our world mm-hmm. and we want to make sure that we are protecting our young people in every possible way from people who would do them harm.
0: Right, right. And really, I mean, that's, you know, like you put it, it's, it's an act of love and care that we show that responsibility and do that so that we do provide that safe place for our, our children and youth.
1: So we'll provide the link for that as mm-hmm. well in the show notes. Any closing thoughts, Mark, on risk management? Things that we should be thinking
0: about? Yeah, I th- you know, I'll just do that little thing. Uh, you, we kind of got to the, this last time is make sure if if you're the youth person, listen to this. Is that ask around your church who else is looking at these questions? Don't do this on your own as well. Right. So when you're talking about the person who connects with your insurance. You'll be thinking of your church treasurer or business manager, however your church is structured, to make sure you're connected with them so you understand things and you're in the loop on stuff that's happening, whether that's again new insurance policies, whether that's again whatever those procedures may be coming from them. So make sure you this is a team effort. You know, we talked about this in a lot of ways. Not bad to jot down some thoughts on that so that you can share that with parents around risk management. This is the things we do, just so that there's good communication with parents who are sending their kids to different events or just having interactions within the congregation as well, what that looks like. So again, don't don't do this alone. Make this a team effort. I'd say have fun with it. I don't know if sometimes risk <laughs> management is always fun, but yet I think I I do think it's enjoyable because I I think the congregate, the conversations that come around around caring for young people and making this a part of that vocation in whatever role you might have or a part of again the ministry of the church that they do is an important one that shows you know, we're taking that seriously and we care for kids.
1: And to really shift your framework of thinking around this on something that I have to do right. and I do it last minute and I and I'm annoyed by it to to really, like you said, thinking about it as an act of love to your young people. Yeah.
0: And anything that gets you, I think that's good, you, I'm talking about the team thing. It's like if it's not your strength, there might be someone who actually they do feel that way about <laughs> it and put them in charge of this, that right. they can really go into that and figure these things out. That's great to have a partner that does that.
1: And if you don't have somebody who's doing this in your congregation, if for, for whatever reason you don't have policies around some of these things, we hope that you can point the other adult leaders in your congregation who are doing children's ministry or young adult ministry or any other kind of Christian education program to say, like, hey, let's get together and let's figure out what this looks like for everybody. And that you as a youth leader can can be the person who's the catalyst Mm -hmm. for making sure that young people are cared for broadly Mm -hmm. in your church. Mm -hmm. And we'd love to help uh, you to do that well. Mm So certainly we will continue to keep you in our prayers as you walk into a little. Certainly we will keep you in our prayers as we know youth ministry is risky, but we know that you love young people and in doing so that you are going to help manage that risk well in order for them to be able to hear the gospel. So maybe some closing questions for you to consider. Uh, First, what are some of the risks that you might assess around
0: in your church facilities? in your congregation might already be thinking about risk management.
1: And what are your policies and procedures around child safety and training? Uh, we will continue to keep you in our prayers as you take on the risk of youth <laughs> ministry, uh, but a glorious one-in-one where you can love young people well and share the gospel.
0: Engel's podcast is a production of LCMS Youth Ministry and KFUO Radio. To find out more about LCMS Youth Ministry or to find links to resources mentioned, go to kfuo.org slash youth ministry. Thank you for listening and caring for the young people of our church.